we need to make sure that we fill some kind of a need to a very specific audience group. So what is the type of content that we can deliver and create that that audience, that very niche audience that you can deliver that nobody else can deliver? The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is content marketing expert, Joe Paluzzi. Go to contentmarketinginstitute.com to find out more. Today, Joe will be sharing with us how we can create and share epic content to grow our business. We'll be discussing the eight main types of content marketing, the three core objectives for any content marketing campaign, six keys to creating epic content that stands out head and shoulders above competing content, how to get our content in front of the right people, and also how to measure whether our content marketing is producing ROI for us or not. All that and much more on the way. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for joining me today. Joey, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's going to be some fun. Definitely. Joe, you're well known for your content marketing expertise. How did this happen? That's Boy, where do you want to start? <laughs> uh, you know, when I was, uh, there was a time when I was looking for a job. I was actually on the corporate side doing internal communications for an insurance company and ended up uh, getting an opportunity at a business-to-business company called Penton Media. Uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with Penton. Penton is is one of the largest business-to-business media companies in North America. Okay. At the time when I was there, they had about 50 different titles. And if you weren't in those industries, like uh, you know, machine design industry or uh, CAD CAM or organic foods, you'd never even know that it existed. So I started with them in 2000 and took over in 2001 the custom content unit at Penton. And basically what that meant was if uh, if you were not doing some kind of advertising, so paid advertising in a magazine or buying uh, you know digital ads on one of our websites, they sort of threw it over the fence to our group, Pet and Custom Media, and we produced content projects for big business to business advertisers. So we did custom magazines and newsletters and webinars and all sorts of stuff like that. And that's sort of where I got to start in understanding that. I really did feel at about 2003, 2004 that this thing, thing was going to go big. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I met with more chief marketing officers, started to get this feeling that building an audience was critical for these people. And over a, a period of time, we couldn't just focus on, hey, we're going to rent somebody else's audience. We need to build our own audiences to create positive customer experiences in order to do other things. And that's sort of the the idea behind content marketing and I've just been lucky enough that over the last few years, the whole industry has has really taken off. Joe, when did you go your own way and become a consultant on this topic and become an author and a speaker on this subject? So, yeah, I left Penton in 2007. I mean, I made one of those entrepreneurial decisions that I always wanted to own my own business. uh, And I've been at Penton for seven years and and really felt that, hey, there was an opportunity, launched a, a business in 2007. It was actually called Junta 42, which was basically the e-harmony for content marketing at the time. So we, we, we set up a, um, an algorithm online 
where we were targeting brands, mostly larger brands, that if they were looking for somebody to help them with their content marketing, either freelance writers or agencies of some kind, we matched them up with those types of people. So we were a paid service from agencies, and we matched them up with brands who wanted to do content marketing projects. So that was in 2007. I wrote my first book, Get Content, Get Customers, with New Barrett later that year, uh, and then started to really try to figure out where this industry was going, change the model in 2010 launched what is now Content Marketing Institute. Now that we have the, you know, the big event Content Marketing World, which is in Cleveland this year in September, it's the largest event in the industry. We'll have about 2,500 marketers from 50 countries coming over uh, to Cleveland for that event. We do a magazine chief content officer. So that's kind of sort of the, the, the transformation that we made. But most of all, we're just trying to educate businesses on how they can use content marketing to, to grow their business. Joe, I know that you've co-authored several books and your latest book is called Epic Content Marketing. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. How we as content creators can make our content, you know, even more epic than the average content that is out there. Um, so first of all, Joe, let's go, you know, just let's start at the beginning. For anyone that doesn't know what content marketing is, how would you define it? And also, why would you recommend doing it? So a couple of things. The formal definition is the idea that I'm, I'm going as a business. We're going to create valuable, compelling, and relevant content on a consistent basis in order to create some behavioral change for a target audience. So that's your your formal definition. The shorter definition is I'm trying to build an audience. So I'm a, a brand of any size, and whoever's listening to this, if you're a small business or you're a larger business, a marketer within a larger business, you're trying to say, okay, I'm targeting a specific group of people. Normally, traditionally, I would be trying to get those people to buy my products and services by paying for some kind of advertising or do a traditional PR. But with a content marketing approach, what I'm trying to do is to create content that's so needed, that's so useful. By the way, this means that I'm not pitching my products or services. I'm going to be acting more like a publisher, like a media company, Mm -hmm. and to build an audience over time through some form of a, a content marketing approach that could be a blog, it could be a podcast, it could be a newsletter series, it could be a custom magazine, could be any of those types of things. But I'm trying to build an audience over an opt-in audience over time that if I give so much value through my content, they will then reward us hopefully as it goes with you know ba- buying more stuff or staying as longer as customers or, or whatever the case is. So that's content marketing in and of itself. What we know about it is that about 30% of most marketing budgets go toward this owned content bucket. So if you think of it in three buckets, you have owned media, you earned media, and paid media. Most of a marketing budget goes into paid media. We're seeing more of a drive into owned media where I'm actually creating my own websites with my own content uh, and and to, to start building this audience over time. And it's just been amazing, Joey, the, the amount of money that's coming into this this area. What we and, and we're seeing there's a big move for the most part because if you think of paid media as being the size of Jupiter and owned media being the size of Pluto, it's so small it's it's not even a planet yet. We're that's why we're seeing so much of a move into content marketing because most businesses have ignored it for so long and uh, so we're seeing a lot of attention in this area. So let's talk some specifics, Joe. What different types of content is there, um, especially in the online scenario? You know, what platforms can we use to publish this content? Lots of different ones. I mean, obviously, you've got 
all the social media. First of all, think about social media. Most people, when they think about social, they think, oh, it's Facebook or it's Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever the case is. Well, if you're going to create an audience or create a platform using social, you have to start with what your content marketing mission is, what your content marketing strategy is. You, it's almost like a lot of people start a Facebook page, but they don't have any idea what they're going to put on that page other than their promotional items. It's almost like sending out a magazine that, that's actually blank. You know, if you're, let's say you were going to deliver a magazine to somebody. It was 36 pages, but it had no content on it. That's what a lot of businesses do. They don't even think about mm-hmm. what's the content I'm going to, to deliver to this very specific audience. So you've got social media. Blogs are key. We see blogs as sort of a home base for a lot of brands, a lot of companies out there where I'm going to blog, let's say, on a daily or a weekly basis to try to build an audience E-newsletters are critical. It could be a daily e-newsletter, a weekly, a monthly e-newsletter. Uh, I grew up in the custom magazine business, so you have a lot of brands out there that are sending out, you know, monthly or quarterly custom print magazines. You've got weeklies. Uh, you see a lot of a lot of companies. Let's say, you know, like a company like a Salesforce.com. They have their big event called Dreamforce. That's their own in-person event. So in-person events are part of this as well. Mm-hmm. You've got webinars, you've got ebooks, you've got now podcasts like the one we're on. Same type of thing. We're trying to create what are the content types that we can use to really target a core niche audience and deliver something to them that they just can't get anywhere else. So what's the business model for content marketing? You know, how, how does just publishing content make us money? So there's three uh, core objectives for any content marketing program. Now, if we look at our research at Content Marketing Institute, a lot of people say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to measure this through web traffic. And, and that's our shareability, let's say. And that's fine, but that's not the objective. That's what we call an indicator or just a baseline metric. What we want to do is we want to say, what are we going to do that's going to affect three different things? The first thing is direct sales. So what am I doing that's going to create more sales opportunities, maybe driving more leads, uh, maybe higher quality leads, uh, those types of things directly to sell my products or services. So if I'm, uh, if I'm Zappos and I'm creating an ongoing blog, how am I going to get them to buy more shoes? But I'm not necessarily talking about shoes per se. Mm-hmm. So that, that type of a thing. So one is sales. The second one is cost savings. Am I going to do something in a content marketing area that's going to be a replacement of other things that I'm doing? Maybe I'm going to create the ultimate FAQ section so I don't have to spend as much money on customer service anymore. And that would be a replacement of customer service costs. And then the third, which is where content marketing earns its stripes, is what we call sunshine or it's creating happier customers. How do I deliver something to my current customers that are going to keep them happier, keep them more loyal? keep them buying more stuff, keep them longer. And that's where you see a lot of custom magazines. So if you, you know, own a car, let's say I have a, I have a Mazda is, is, is the car that we own. And as soon as we bought that Mazda, we started getting Mazda's uh, custom magazine called Zoom Zoom. Mm-hmm. So that was, what do they want to do? They want to know because everybody buys a new car about every three years. They want to keep me loyal. Uh, keep sending me stuff that it's a value so that in three years when I'm buying a new car, I choose Mazda again. So it's those three things. And whatever content initiative that you decide to do, and if we're focusing on online, whether that's an e-newsletter or a blog or a social media component or whatever, it has to go back to ultimately am I trying to drive 
more sales opportunities? Am I doing it as a cost replacement initiative or am I trying to target current existing customers and how I can get them to stay longer as customers or buy more or some type of initiative where I'm trying to keep my customers longer and buying more stuff. Joe, what really makes for a really epic piece of content? There's a lot of content out there on the web, you know, a lot of competition and, you know, the internet just is basically just flooded with content and information. Um, but a lot of it is mediocre. So how do we go from creating, you know, mediocre content to creating epic content? Well, you're, to your point about mediocre content, I mean, have you or I seen more mediocre content out there that we're seeing right now? It seems like there's so many companies and individuals creating content that, that simply is not uh, at a high enough level to be engaged with to do anything for the business. Mm-hmm. So in, in Epic Content Marketing, my latest book, as you mentioned, I talk about six keys that are really going to take your current content marketing into what we call epic content marketing. So I'll just quickly list those. And if you want to talk about them, that's great. So the first part is we need to make sure that we fill some kind of a need to a very specific audience group. So what is the type of content that we can deliver and create that that audience, that very niche audience that you can deliver that nobody else can deliver? So one is fill a need. Number two is consistency. So Joey, if you ask me, why do most content marketing programs fail? I would tell you flat out it's because they stop. Okay. And we see this all the time, right? You see bloggers that only blog once every once every once in a while. Um, they they stop and they start. And we've got to think of ourselves like a media company. We never like create a newspaper and say, Oh, I'm gonna send out the newspaper on Thursday and then maybe Monday and then maybe in two weeks. But that's how most businesses do it. So mm-hmm. number two is we need to be consistent. Number three is we need to Communicate like human beings. We have to take all that corporate speak out and actually come at it from a human uh, standpoint and to talk in sentences and use terms or videos that actually human being would and get rid of all that uh, corporate dialogue that nobody cares about that doesn't position us as an expert in any way. Uh, number four, need some kind of a point of view. We have to take a stance. If we're filling a need, you have to take a stance on something. You have to, are you, are you, are you going one direction or another? You have you can't just inform anymore. I think you really do as a company want to try to be persuasive and move your uh, you move your audience to behave, hopefully in a certain way. Uh, number five is critical, Joe. You have to remove the sale. You cannot be pitching sales uh, products, features, benefits in your content because you're going to lose them. The more that you talk about your sales stuff, the more you're going to lose your audience. So you've got to keep it pure focused on the education initiative or the entertainment that you're really trying to get across to those people. And the sixth one is sort of an overall encompassing goal. And that says you need to be best of breed. You have to have a goal that says for this particular target audience, we are going to create a an editorial product that positions us as the leading expert in the world on this niche. And that's why you have to really go targeted. You have to really focus on the niche audience and you don't want to go wide because the more people you try to target at the same time, the more irrelevant that you have to water down that message to reach more people. So I want to go really, really small. So I'll give you an example. Instead of, um, instead of, let's say you're in the pet supplies business and you have a, you have a pet store. Instead of saying, Oh, I'm going to create a blog on pet supplies. We have to be very niche. Let's say you may say, Oh, I'm going to talk about target. Maybe individuals in uh, in the southern UK that like to travel in recreational vehicles uh, with their pets, 
So it's a very, very niche target that you can then focus content to that target instead of saying, oh, I'm just going to focus pet supplies. Because if you go that direction, there's a lot, as you know, there's a lot of huge pet supplies companies that are spending billions of dollars that will crush us as smaller companies or mid-sized companies. So we've got to uh, be quicker, be more innovative, and really focus on a small target audience. Joe, let's um, talk about a similar theme as to what you were just talking about there. How do we market or promote our content so that it does get seen by more of the right people uh, and by the audience that we're aiming for? At first, when you start a content product of some kind or a content approach, you most likely don't have an audience. So once you have an audience, Joey, then you then I mean, let's say you have an opt in audience, you're starting a blog with an e-newsletter component. That, then you start to you start to get a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand people signed up. Then you have your audience, and those that audience will help share that content, and you can grow that audience organically. But if you just start, you probably don't have an audience, so you have to look at okay, how at the same time you're creating this content, you have to think of how am I going to promote and distribute it. You could do that through uh, pay per click ads on Google. You could use uh, amplification tools like. Uh, Taboola, Enrelate, and Outbrain to help amplify basically that you can take your content onto other publishing platforms. You can use what we would call an influencer approach, which I highly recommend. And using an influencer approach, it means you create relationships with influencers in the industry uh, by helping to promote and share their content, building a relationship with them, and then baking that influencer content into your content. Maybe similar to maybe what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to hope you're going to create a, a podcast here and you're saying, oh, OK, well, if I have Joe on the show, maybe Joe will go ahead and promote this to his audience. And then you basically by me promoting it to my audience, maybe you pick up some new audience as well. I mean, that's probably your goal. That's the same type of thing we have to keep in mind. And we've got to make sure that when we start, you have to put at least as much, maybe more uh, more dollars behind the content promotion because we've got to build that audience and start with that audience first because if we have no audience, it doesn't matter how much content you're going to create. Nobody's going to pay attention to it. Uh, and then ongoing, you see things like search engine optimization being critical. So that's why I love blogging. I mean, if you have a blog and over time, if you have patience of six to nine months to 12 months, you can start being found uh, on uh, on search engines. And then, of course, then that that type of audience, that type of content can be shared very easily on uh, on social media sites like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, or depending on who you're targeting. Joe, how do we measure the success of the content marketing that we do? There, there's a lot of different metrics. Of course, we want to go back to our objectives of, of sales savings or customer retention loyalty. So it would depend. Uh, like, for example, if my goal is customer retention loyalty in some way, I might measure it through, okay, our how am I keeping my customers longer that are engaging in this content or are they buying more stuff that get the content? But the, so the ultimate way to start looking at the, the key metric, I believe is the, the subscriber actually getting subscribers and people opting in to let's say our e-newsletter or our blog content. And then the key question then Joey is what's the difference between those people that subscribe to my content versus those that don't. And that's fairly easy to do. It just takes time. So what you can do is let's say that you have uh, a thousand people signed up to your e-newsletter and you know that those people are opening it up on a regular basis and they're engaging in that content. You can start to look and download and say, okay, here's my subscribers. And you can match those subscribers against your customer list and say, what's the difference? 
are are they buying more? Are these people actually converting into customers? Are they doing something different? So I would say if I was going to focus on a metric, Joey, that is going to be the one that's going to make all the difference in the world for my content marketing, it would be to focus on getting and keeping subscribers as the key to the entire program. Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Um, thank you so much for all the great content that you've shared with us. Um, where can we get more of this from you? And also, where can we go to buy your books? Uh, well, the, all the book stuff is available. Go to epiccontentmarketing.com. There's all kinds of freebies on that site regarding the book, and then it'll tell you all the different places. Basically, you can get the, the book anywhere online. It's in audio format as well as a digital ebook and print format as well. Of course, all the almighty Amazon has it, <laughs> has it as well. Anything regarding the business is contentmarketinginstitute.com, and that's where you can get the event information for content marketing world. Uh, uh, if you want to subscribe, we have the magazine Chief Content Officer that people can subscribe to as well on, on CMI. And then anything on me personally, you can find at JoePolizzi.com or I'm on Twitter at JoePolizzi. Brilliant. That's the end of today's show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to grow the show, get the best guests and continue to give epic content. And last of all, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Joey, thanks for having me. It's, it's been fun. It's been a pleasure. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.